opinions voiced in Investing Simplified with Bo Caldwell are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investors cannot invest directly in indexes. The performance of any index is not indicative of the performance of any investment and does not take into account the effects of inflation and the fees and expenses associated with investing. Guests on Investing Simplified are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Price Financial Group Wealth Management We do investing simplified Welcome to Investing Simplified. If you're just now joining us, thank you for making us a part of your day. As a reminder, you can catch old episodes of this show or replays of today's show wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, any place that you can get podcast content for free. We do post our shows there as well as on our website at www.pricefg. Com, which is also a great place to go if you have questions about us, questions you'd like to, us to include on the show. You can go to that www.pricefg.com, get links to various articles that we have up there, a bunch of free downloads, lots of content that is complimentary that you can use that may help you. Uh, you know, as you plan for retirement, as you think about your financial planning, um, whether that is retirement or college planning or estate planning and the like, we also have links to uh, various uh, items on there that may help you as you think about that planning. So I'm Bo Caldwell, President and CEO here of Price Financial Group, and in studio with me is Matt Sudol, our newly minted CFP, although not that new. You know, we've had the CFP for a little while. Now, so relatively newly minted CFP, and he's he's got some we got some good juice today, Matt, for the people about uh, about retirement, right? You know, some some things about if you're scared of retirement, the last you know the last year has been sort of a you know well last year and a half, right? It's been a crazy year, and it's not you know the world is different than it used to be, and it's different than you know it's changed forever, changed, and a lot of people postponed retirement. You know, if folks were thinking about retiring, you know, going into 2020, they thought, okay, 2020 is going to be their year. Maybe they were like Chuck and, you know, started in 1970, bookended it in 2020. That was a nice 50 year run, right? You know, it's a nice round number. There you go. Um, but a lot of people have put off that retirement and sometimes it's because they're scared, right? And sometimes it's because maybe they just don't know what to do, or maybe they just had to keep working for another year. But if you're approaching that that retirement red zone, you're thinking now is the time, you know, Matt's got some good, some good tips to help you figure out, you know, what things to look out for, right? What are the, uh, what are the pitfalls to look out for? What are the things that, uh, you know, that the CFP board has you start to look for and, and think about? Yeah, just some, some ideas, some thoughts uh, that we can go into um, later on the show. And the idea behind it all was, as you said, um, 20 20 was pretty rough for a lot of people. And especially if you've, you know, saved yourself uh, your entire life and then you wanted to uh, pull the trigger and retire in 2020. And all of a sudden you had a market pullback that was part of it. But then also part of it was just the whole uncertainty, you know, mm -hmm. as you said. Mm -hmm. People uh, usually when you retire, you know, 60, 62, 65, whatever the age is, you want to do some traveling. You want to visit some family. You want to 
go around the U.S. or whatever. And so all that was locked up. And so I had conversations with people throughout last year where they were ready. They wanted to retire, but they were thinking, well, well what am I going to do if everything's pretty much closed? And so they uh, postponed. Some people went back to work part-time or stayed part-time, maybe just reduced their hours. And then if that wasn't enough, you know, that the world was shut down, we also had a, you know, significant uh, market uh, drawdown, which, um, you know, freaked people out. You know, sure. if, you, if you've got, you know, let's say half a million dollars in an investment portfolio for retirement, and then you experienced, you know, was it a 30%? 35. 35% drawdown. That's significant. You know, a third of your money just went poof, gone, and, you know, haven't even retired and right. started drawing from or it. Or maybe you just retired. It did recover, right? We were, we went back up, and then some year later, who would have thought that we would be where we are today? So I've come up with, and you know, not gonna take all the credit because you helped me a little bit with this. Yeah. Just seven uh, seven items that I think, um, I guess that we think um, would be good to consider prior to retiring. Things to address. Now these aren't all the things, so you make sure you're you know, taking note, but also uh, considering your own specific situation. Um, but these are the bullets, and we talked about these on the show multiple times over the over the episodes, uh, but just kind of combining them all one um, to kind of get you that extra potential, you know, kick to get started with retirement. Um, a lot of people are fearful, right? What if I retire uh, this month and then the next pullback happens? What do I do? And so, you know, if you've been in the same mentality for 30, 40 years and just go to work, come back, go to work and do your other stuff. And you got that paycheck coming in every two weeks. It's it's challenging, you know. Um, everybody always says, oh, I'm looking forward to retirement. And, and they do. I think once, uh, you know, six months later, nine months later, a year later, you kind of get in a groove. And then I talk to retirees that we work with and mm-hmm. they're like, well, to me, every day seems like a Saturday. Yeah. It's hard to pinpoint them for an appointment because they, wait. Which day was this? Oh, yeah. okay. What day is it now? Yeah. <laughs> Just to chat. But we'll, we'll, we'll head on um, all these seven. What I'll maybe do now um, with our opening here is just kind of touch on all of them, and then um, we'll, uh, we'll dissect it more as we go through the, through the show. Um, these aren't in any particular order. You can organize them priority by yourself, um, but we just jotted some ideas down. So the number one item um, that always is top of mind, um, is uh, cash flow and just basically budgeting and in your income needs, you know, because again, you had to replace that paycheck. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Number two would be, um, you know, if Matt May was here, he'd be talking about this um, in more detail, which we'll have him back maybe next week. Uh, but the portfolio setup and how much risk you're taking. Um, number three kind of goes hand in hand because you're setting up the portfolio, but then what is your plan for potential pullbacks in the market? Because as we know, market goes up, market goes down during retirement. You know, it is very, very likely you will experience, if not one, the yeah, many. Yeah, well, more than multiple <laughs> significant titles, pullbacks, right? Yeah. right? I mean, what, you know, as we've talked about multiple times, people are living longer and longer. Exactly. And so if you're going to have 30 years in retirement, you will you have will several market several. cycles. Yep. Yeah. Number four I wrote down on here is uh, just general overall debt management, how much debt you're bringing into retirement, what are you paying off, what are you not, what the liabilities are you going to carry. Um. Number five would be uh, evaluating your social security, when to start, um, at what age, same for the spouse if you're if you're married, um, and also looking at if your employer provides a pension, what options mm-hmm. are those, is there you know a, a be- better one that fits you. Um, number six is a big one, um, health insurance and long-term care. It's one of those things where 
you know, we've been talking a little bit more about long-term care, I feel like, uh, in general as the yeah. as a nation. But uh, health insurance has obviously always been kind of a, a hot topic and, and, and the idea of not necessarily being able to uh, be on health insurance until Medicare 65. And if you're retiring early, what options do you have? Are you making sure you're considering that part of the budgeting when you're making payments uh, to uh, whatever health insurance provider you end up with? And then number seven would be just the glorious uh, taxes, <laughs> right? So we have Everybody's favorite. Uh, RMDs and pulling money out of portfolios, maybe doing some Roth conversions, capital gains, all of that. Um, so kind of, you know, that's a lot. And I mean, we could probably make a list of 20 you make if you wanted. A lot more of them, yeah. But I think, you know, those are key that are usually subjects that come up. And if you can address most of these, you know, and then, like I said, additional items that are more specific to you, um, then you should feel pretty good about, you know, retiring, assuming that the outcome of your financial plan puts you on the right path. Um, so we'll uh, we'll dive in. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it in a little more detail. I think, you know, it behooves us to start... Um, yeah. Here, you know, with I think the the thing that we've talked about before, and I think you coined the idea of hey, you have a saving muscle, and now we have to turn on a spending spending muscle. muscle. Yeah, right. that's true. I remember we were and talking a, about that. And a lot of people, you know, one of the fears, you know, if we can combat those seven items like we talked about, we'll go through those. Um, you know, go over the different things to be looking out for, but some suggestions that I've made, you know, and have talked to, with folks about, you know, when they look at retirement and say, okay, well, I'm kind of afraid of retirement because. You know, I don't know if I don't if I want to stop working, like you said, because it, it is weird to stop working. And one of the things you might consider is rather than just retiring, not don't just call it quits, but maybe slow down, right? Right, work part time. You know, take on a sort of consultative role, train yeah. the the people who are going to be, um, you know, replacing you, especially if you're a um, you know a physician or. Uh, uh, you know, a small business owner that, you know, you could just go down to two days a week, three days a week, you know, you, oh, sure. you know, yeah, sell the practice or sell the business to a, to a partner or someone who's going to be taking it over, mm-hmm. but still just work part time or just do sort of a consultative thing. I think kind of glide into retirement, right? I think the, uh, the other thing that, you know, people all often think about or plan on when they get to retirement is, you know, is whether they're going to move, right? It's a pretty common thought here because the state of Oregon has a pretty high income tax rate, right? And so a lot of folks think of moving to another state with a lower state income tax or they think about maybe their kids, you know, their kids are grown and moved away. And so maybe they want to move closer to grandkids or move closer to, you know, just extended family. And so Part of the issue that comes from that, though, is the, you know it's really fun when you go visit them. It's really fun to go see them, right? Mm-hmm. But then you know, is it an extended stay? Is it going to be as much fun when you're living with them? So maybe you know the old adage of try before you buy, right? So the idea yeah. of as you get to that slowdown, maybe try going and visiting, get an Airbnb or a, you know a long term right. rental um, somewhere out near your kids or your grandkids and see if you like the town, right? You know, because they're people that will move and just pick up and move and go to a retirement community or go to, um, you know, a 55 and over, you know, any of those right. places, you know, we've got a few of them around here and it may or may not be the right type of place that you want to go to. And oftentimes it's a large buy-in to go to those sort yeah. of communities. So it behooves you to try before you buy, right? To spend some time and explore test that. drive your retirement a little bit. Right. And you're, we, I was going to mention this when we go through these, but um, a lot of these things you could kind of test drive. You know, for for example, when you're talking about budgeting, I've had people uh, who 
um, for a period of six months or three months, they mm-hmm. pretended as if they were budgeting off of an X amount of right. income. Um, so then that's another test drive you can do. You know, it's like, hey, put, you know, X amount of money in your savings account and transfer an equal amount each month. Mm-hmm. Can you sustain yourself fine with that? Because that'll be your fixed income. Right. Um, and then you make adjustments. And so some people find out, hey, no, I need more per month or something. Like, oh, this is way more than I need. Right. Um, and then you can sort of figure out your budget. That's very important. So, yeah. No, that, that. yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good way of, of putting it. The other thing that, you know, you don't think about, but retirement is going to be so different. Right. And it's a thing you've never done before. So don't expect that, hey, if I think I need X amount of dollars, we can kind of go in. That was the first, you know, the first point, right? Number one to think about as you're planning for retirement is cash flows, mm-hmm. living expenses, right? But even when people sit down and think about that, they think about the normal outlays of, you know, utilities, maybe mortgage, you know, uh, eating out, uh, all these other things that they do normally right now. But if you think about retirement, you're going to be home that much more, like you said. Yeah, so. you you may not be, uh, you know, taking the lunch at, at work and going mm-hmm. out to grab mm-hmm. lunch or something. Or, you know, your uh, your entire days will, will look completely different, right? You may mm-hmm. pick up more cooking, doing stuff at home, but you may end up spending more money on travel and gas, for example. Right? Yeah, but it all yeah. depends. That's so, true. yeah, so the idea is, you know, we've talked about the idea is give yourself six months, eight months, you know, test it out. And the same goes for, at least in my experience, with you know, with thinking about how much you can draw out of the portfolio, mm-hmm. obviously work with a, you know, a fiduciary firm like our own and make sure that the, the draw, the spending, the amount of money that you're pulling out of your portfolio is sustainable, right? Both from a market perspective, but also from a, just a long-term, how long, you know, we think we're going to live perspective. But that number may change, you know, over time because you've never, retirement is something you've never done, right? So it's going to be totally different than, when you were working, especially for folks that have been working for 50, 40, 50 years, it's the you know, majority of your life you've been working. <laughs> Make, yeah. No, it's, it's a big shift and adjustment. And um, you'll find out you'll have expenses you didn't think about. And then you'll have other expenses that you thought you would have mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. aren't coming in under budget. So it's, uh, but it's, you know, again, practice, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta write it down. You got, you know, not everybody likes doing budgets and writing them out on a spreadsheet or a piece of paper, but it'll help. It'll give you that much more confidence so you're not as fearful going into retirement thinking, hey, am I going to have enough? Is 3000 a month, you know, what I need or right. 5000 or whatever amount is. Right. Um, so, yeah. So we hit on the on the first one. Number two that we had listed was um, was the overall portfolio setup. Yeah. So the, the portfolios, and we talk about this um, quite frequently about, you know, how much risk are you taking? What's the temperature of your portfolio? So when you're uh, you know, younger you get started, there's a different temperature. When you're accumulating, you know, in your 40s and your 50s into retirement, you have a little bit of different uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. allocation where you're probably more moderate to growth oriented still. But once you hit retirement, that doesn't mean you go, you know, put your head in the sand and go to cash um, because then you won't likely sustain yourself throughout the retirement. But it usually does mean that you take down the level of risk uh, a little bit just because. If there are pullbacks, you want to be prepared for it. You, know, you mentioned this sometimes, you know, some phrase you've coined is uh, all-weather portfolio. So mm-hmm. when you're going into retirement, um, this is where, uh, this is the time when you want to have a financial plan put together, but also a plan for the portfolio exactly, you know, because people always think, oh man, financial plan, what's in it? Well, there's a couple parts to that, but a f- financial plan versus an investment plan, those are different things in a way because financial plan lets you know how to get from a to b what do you need what uh 
what's what, what rates of return you need to the investment plan tells you how do you get those numbers to actually work so your investment plan will also have multiple stages right if you retire hypothetically it's at 65 you know the first five to ten years of your retirement may look different than the second decade right because sure. again as you are aging um you may want to be less and less risky uh, but you may not need to also take as much risk because maybe you haven't spent as much as you thought or maybe the market's done really really well or perhaps you won the lottery like those huh. been planning for a while right yeah, yeah. well yeah, i think the the other piece to that is you always need to have in our estimation yeah you always need to have some amount of money allocated to the stock market because you need to have some growth yeah you, you want to have something some that combats inflation and that is different for every single person um, it's different because you need to figure out what, like you said, what kind of risk can you stomach taking because you need to take enough risk till, uh, till you get, you know, to achieve your goals, to mm-hmm. um, make sure that you get through that, you know, those inflationary pressures. We think, you know, a lot of inflation is going to be coming down um, the pike mm-hmm. as we continue to print money. But you want to make sure that it's something you can hold on to because the worst thing that you want to have happen is that you're invested and you're invested for the long term and you play it short term. You look at what's happened so far this year or what's happened over the last 12 months and then panic out of it rather than going back to your long-term plan because you got to make sure that you have a long-term plan, which is something that we do offer as a complimentary service to our listeners. So if you'd like to have a long-term plan put together, if you'd like to see what retirement looks like, if you're kicking the tires on how to get there and whether or not you can get there. The you know the worst thing you could do is fly in blind. So you know, give our office a call, 503-253-3000. A member of our team will sit down with you. We'll go over the long-term plan. We'll tell you what we think. We'll tell you what we think of your plan and how we might tweak it. But again, that is a complimentary service. If it, it sounds good and it's something you want to work with us on in the future, we'd love to we'd love to help you out with that. But worst case is, you know, you took some time and had a free professional second opinion. So call 503-253-3000 if you'd like to set up time with a member of our team. We'll be right back with more Investing Simplified. We're going to cover a little bit more of these items, you know, approaching retirement, some ways to combat those fears. This is Investing Simplified. Leaving an employer can be stressful and overwhelming, but once the dust settles and you're at a new job or perhaps retired, it is important to consider your options for that retirement plan left behind. If this situation applies and you would like to hear more about options available for 401k, 403b, or other retirement account rollovers, please give our office a call at 503-253-3000 to schedule a complimentary consultation with someone on the team to go over your specific and individual situation. We will take the time to get to know you, your goals, and let you know what the best course of action is for you and your family. We do investing simplified. You're listening to Investing Simplified. Now, back to Bo Caldwell. Welcome back to Investing Simplified. If you're just now joining us, thank you for making us a part of your day. We've been discussing some uh, things that are keeping people up at night about their retirement planning. If you've been putting off retirement planning or putting off retirement because of the events that have transpired over the last couple of years, um, you know, we are the place for you. Give us a call. We're happy to sit down with you, talk to you 
about the different options that you have out there. And what I, you know, a lot of people say, well, I already have an advisor. I have a team that I work with and that's great. We're glad to hear it. It's not about changing advisors so much as if you'd like a free professional second opinion or as the regulators like us to say, not free, but complimentary, a complimentary right. uh, second opinion where there is no obligation. If you meet with a member of our team, you can do that over the phone, um, over Zoom or in person at one of our locations here around town and worst case is like i said you get a free professional second opinion someone else taking a taking a second look and telling you what we think about the current plan that you're doing whether that means sticking with your advisor or or moving on and one of the things we were talking about matt um you know is that all weather portfolio and part and parcel with building out that portfolio and analyzing how much risk you can take and how much risk you need to take mm-hmm. is planning for those inevitable drawdowns. Yeah, right? that's that's number three here on the list. That the the plan for for pullbacks, drawdowns, because they will happen. And so, um, the plan doesn't necessarily mean that you know your uh, your entire portfolio will be flat or going up. Because if there's a pullback, we're talking about parts of, if not the entire portfolio, dropping. Um, but what's important to have is um, some sort of a way of limiting your downside as as much as possible uh, or going even further and protecting some of your part some part of your portfolio altogether which we know uh, we've talked about this before there are vehicles out there investment vehicles that allow you to uh, protect yourself if the market has an oopsie and it, it goes down when <laughs> you're not if but when, that's, a, right? that's true because it, it, it'll happen and so if, if if your portfolio is down let's just say 10 percent, and then you're drawing from it it makes coming back from that pullback that much more difficult uh, versus if your part of your portfolio is potentially flat, you know, um, it's not making any money, but at least you're not digging yourself into a, a deeper hole. So, well, yeah, if you think about just from a numbers standpoint, and yeah. again, Matt's not here, so, you know, we could have him talk about building out the portfolio. But if your portfolio is built that it was only down 10% when the market was down 35, mm-hmm. hypothetically, then when the market's up 35, it's probably not going to be up more than 10 Right. So, like you said, if you, even if the, even though your portfolio was to only down ten, mm-hmm. and you're withdrawing five, let's say just for easy math, now you're down fifteen. It takes a lot more than fifteen to get back. And how many years do we have where the market's up thirty five? Right. So. Right. So, granted, we've had <laughs> a couple of those in the last few years, but you know, so if you're planning on withdrawing money and 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 having money that you know flexing that spending muscle, you know, whether it's your RMDs and that just what they make you take out or whether you're living off of those dollars, having a bucket of money, having, you know, some, a piece of your portfolio that will not go down makes it that much easier, right? This is much easier to pull from and let the rest of the money come back. Yeah. And, and, and more to it too. Um, and I didn't bring it up yet, but also having, you know, enough cash, just cash reserves to, you know, some people heading into retirement, you know, will keep all of their money in retirement vehicles where, you know, retirement or while working, you know, in both cases, you need to have a, a slush fund of cash that'll hold you through, you know, gyrations of the market too. I mean, um, but also emergencies, because if you all of a sudden need a, bit, a bunch of money, we, we talked about this on the show before too, you know, it's great that you have a bunch of money in your retirement account, but then if you have a big expense, pulling all that out and kind of defeats, uh, well, yeah, it, well, it, 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 it you know exacerbates the uh, drawdown bill. because yeah. you have more taxes, you get an entire tax bracket, all those things. But having cash, and that could be a portion of that safe money, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people hate holding cash. They think, well, the savings account's paying me, you know, 0.2% or, right. or whatever it is, but it also isn't losing money, right? So yeah. we saw this week 
we saw the mar- the market take some big tumbles, and you know the market you know takes big tumbles. It just does. It also goes up, you know. Yeah. But but the you know the adage that is with the market, and it does hold true, is that it tends to take an escalator up and an elevator down, right? And so you just it you know it tends to over time go up right on a steady you know on a stair step sort of climb but then when it goes down it tends to go down quickly Quickly, it tends to go down you know in a short period of time it goes down pretty hard and if that's your first year of retirement or heaven forbid you retire in year 2000 and it's your first three years of retirement right yeah and so now you have three years of large drawdowns if you didn't have a plan set out if you didn't have a bucket strategy like we use for our clients where you had some safe money, mm-hmm. some money to pull from. Imagine if you could do that. Imagine if 2008 was your first, you know, you, you retired just before the, you know, layman went under, right? And you re, you retired and now all your money's, now it's not just all stocks, but you know, bonds went down too, right? Yeah. So that's the thing that people don't get. And especially with where interest rates are right now. So, but you had at risk assets and your investment portfolio went down, even if it was only down 20% in that first year, but you're down 20% and you're withdrawing money you're automatically behind the eight ball. And categorically, we either have to take more risk than we should mm-hmm. or than you up. are comfortable with to catch up. But if you had, well, you know, how would it feel if you had a strategy that, you know, you'd work with a fiduciary team that had a strategy so that way we could weather that because if you could pull your income that you needed in that first year from, let's use that same number, right? Let's say we're pulling 5%, right? So you could pull that 5% from, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in each bucket, let's just use easy math. You got a hundred thousand dollars. You're mm-hmm. going to pull five thousand. If your account was down thirty, so now we're down at seventy, pulling five thousand. Now we're down to sixty-five, or we're at ninety-five because we only pulled five from a hundred thousand dollar bucket, right? right? Something that didn't go down. And whether that's cash or whether that's another investment that has those qualities, uh, you know, it depends on your situation and, and working with you know working with your advisor. But it, it, you know, the, the people get two out over their skis with the market. They say, you know, stonks just go up, right? You hear that, (laughs) (laughs) you hear that adage going across social media. And, you know, last week we had, you know, Elon Musk on, on Saturday night live talking about, you know, crypto and all the different things that he talks about. Right. Right. So, you know, the idea that stocks just go up just isn't the case. Even, you know, it's the same real estate doesn't just go up. Seems like it, but it doesn't. No. Yeah. It feels like over time, as you said, you Over know, time, historically pe- pe- speaking, people don't always remember those uh, elevator down moments as right. much. Um, well, and it, when you're saving, when you're putting money yeah. away, when you're when you're saving your 401k or you're saving in your IRA or you're saving in your Roth, those you know those gyrations like we talked about, that's good because yeah, you're putting more you money away, you buy at a discount. sale, right? Yeah, exactly. But when you're withdrawing money, it's like the gyrations are bad. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 like um, I was talking to my mom this weekend, and when does she go to calls? She goes to calls when they ship her a 30% off coupon, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, hey, market's on sale. You got to buy more. And so if you're younger, you're, uh, you know, pushing money in there. So, um, so we, we talked, I think like we, we talked enough about this, uh, the sadness sure. of pull, pullbacks, yeah. but, uh, the next item on there was overall debt management. Oh, so right? that's just exciting. Let's, let's jump from sadness to, to, to debt, to more sadness. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so this one is, uh, it's got multi-prong too, right? Because we have. Uh, people that are fearful of retirement because maybe they're still carrying a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a common thing. Where it's a common goal yeah, is to have I, your mortgage paid off before I, you retire. Exactly. And then, you know, consumer debt. Now, mm-hmm. consumer debt, I would say, you know, it's one of those things that um, if you can avoid taking that under retirement, um, you definitely 
should make that a priority. Right. Well, and we're not opposed just, you know, as a practice, we're not opposed to credit cards. I have credit cards that I use sure. for the points. Yeah. You pay them off, right? You can use yeah. them to put in, you don't carry that high interest right. non-deductible debt. Yeah, especially if you have retirement assets or other investments. I mean, if if you're paying 15, 18, 20% into a credit card, you know, and you're, you know, if you're betting on your investments doing that well, uh, you might be in for a surprise because over time, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that that's a, so so consumer that being you know credit cards uh, primarily personal uh, loans, personal loans, uh, you know, and then and then you can j- dive into student loans, which are you know um, some of them you know stick around till we're, we pass away. It seems like and then uh, car car debts, uh, yeah, example, our loans right? and stuff, yeah. Um, and so like if you have a car loan going to retirement, you know, it's not as big of a problem as credit cards, right? Uh, and then, and then with with the homes, I think that um, if, you know, and, and again, each situation will be different. So you want to sit down and figure out what makes sense for you. But in some cases, having a small mortgage or carrying a mortgage into retirement, uh, with how low the rates have been, and maybe you refinance and you're just sitting at a really, really low interest rate, you know, those are okay debts. Especially if, um, again, you may not, you know, if you have enough money to pay off the house and still have a fulfilling retirement, everything that's one thing. But also if if you're planning on moving soon, yeah. so a lot of considerations. So mortgage is one of those debts that probably isn't quite as bad in retirement. Um, but again, if you have a goal of paying off your house uh, to go into retirement, I think we commend you for that too. I mean, there's, you know, I, I joke with uh, with clients sometimes and people calling in. If you pay off your house and then if you really, really hate the idea, you go back to the bank and they'll probably give you a loan again, you know, cash back right. out. Although right. it becomes a tiny bit more challenging when you're retired because of income, uh, right. how it's calculated. But Yeah, but, you know, the the other thing that, you know, we talk about consumer debt and, you know, having that debt to buy a car or to do home improvements or all that sort of stuff is, is never ideal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the... The key for me that, you know, the way that I've thought outside the box and this may work for you and may work for in your situation is you could take some of that, um, some of those investment assets, use them. So pull it out of your portfolio, use it to pay cash for the car. Right. And then if your car payments would have been $400 a month, pay $400 a month back into your investment account. Right. Then you're saving the money on the interest and you don't have to pay, you know, the bank or the car dealership's not making money off you. Right. So... Generally speaking, you know, we lean towards, have, you know, ideally you'd have no debt going into retirement, but don't let a mortgage be the be all end all for, get, you know, for deciding to pull the trigger on retirement because it's just another line item in the, in the you know, in your cash flow statement if, yeah. as long as it's not overwhelming you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, well, I don't know if I've got any happy things on here but maybe uh <laughs> well the next one is pretty good uh i mean it's uh, well maybe uh, number five was evaluating your social security and pension sure. options right so yeah. so social security uh if you have if you didn't know um 62 is the earliest you can um draw social security and then um the fra or the or the full retirement age depends on when you were born some people are 65 66 67 i think is the is the ages um, and then, you know, up to 70, 70 is the latest you can take it. Um, no, I mean, so you could take you it can, later take than it later, that. Yeah. There's no reason, but there's no reason because it doesn't grow. So, you know, we get these questions, um, quite a bit. People wondering, hey, do I take it 62? Do I take it at 65? And then, um, it kind of goes along with, with pension. So if you're really in your fixed income, cause there are still companies, believe it or not, that offer pensions. Yeah. So there, yeah, there are, there are some that offer pensions and we, yeah. you know, 
the Kaiser is one of them yeah. here locally that still a lot of people are a part of the pension or Teamsters pensions. And generally speaking, those payouts are going to be higher than something you can find on the, uh, you know, on the street, but it is worth exploring, right. To see if you can get a, cause you know, those pension company, the pensions that the company is offering you is just an annuity, right. They're buying right. an insurance contract on you and, and paying out, you know, over your lifetime. So it, it, it behooves you to shop around and rate shop just before you actually pull the trigger on the pension and see, there may or may not be a better rate. You know, it depends on the pension. It depends on what, what's been set up. Yeah. And, you know, Social Security, the question comes up a lot, right? When should I take yeah. Social Security? Should I wait? So you kind of glossed over. It grows at 8% a year. So at 62 is the earliest you can take it, right? Mm-hmm. But the payout grows at 8% per year every year that you wait up until, like you said, age 70. Right. Right. Then it stops growing. So in my estimation, there's zero reason to ever not take it at least at by 70, 70 yeah. right? Because it's just silly not to. So the considerations that you have to take into effect, and these, you know, don't worry about writing these down. Make sure you can give us a call. We do a free uh, Social Security maximization report. We'll print that out for you, take the numbers that you have, run it out. One of the caveats that goes in there is that you have to kind of estimate how long you think you're going to live, right? Because that plays a big part in when you should take Social Security. So there's two pieces. One and a lot of people may not realize this, do not take your Social Security before a full retirement age if you're still working. If you're right. still earning income, they penalize you uh, at a very low level. Mm-hmm. You know, and it goes up each year, but it's right around $16,000, $17,000 a year is the most you can earn yeah. as an individual before they start penalizing you on the Social Security piece. The other piece to consider, and you mentioned it, if, you're, if you are married, is what's called the widow's benefit, right? And so if you are the higher earning spouse in your marriage... The thing to consider is your spouse's widow's benefit, which is if you were to pass away and they were to continue living, mm-hmm. th- that is based off of when you take Social Security, not based on your full retirement age. So it's not to be confused with what's called the spousal benefit, which is when you maybe didn't work, maybe you were a homemaker, maybe you were uh, a stay-at-home dad, maybe you know you just didn't have enough credits to earn Social Security, you can get you qualify for what's called a spousal benefit, which is equal to half of your spouse's full retirement age benefit. That's different than the widow's benefit. So mm-hmm. th- these are key considerations to take with you. And we're not, ex- I'm not expecting you to download all of that yeah. as you listen. That's a, 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 you know, that's a really good reason to give us a call 503-253-3000 or send us an email to askbo at pfgwm.com or visit www.pricefg. Dot com visit our website to set up an appointment. We're happy to go over Social Security, the ins and the outs. Um, you know, because unfortunately, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm just going to call the Social Security office, right? Yeah. They'll tell me what to do." They're not allowed to. They're allowed to tell you, "Here's what your maximum amount that we can get you if you sign up today." I'd say that it's very similar with uh, with the pension places, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the pension will, you know, so you kind of went over all the Social Security options, but with pensions, a lot of times they'll give you options that are called, you know, single life or joint life or period certain and Mm -hmm, all those mm -hmm. little uh, acronyms that may not mean anything to you. But, you know, uh, when you call them, they'll probably give you the overall definition, but they won't Mm -hmm. be able to. They can't advise you. You know, they can't advise you to do it this way or another. They'll tell you this benefit will be higher than this and this one will be lower than that. And then you kind of have to make a decision. So with a pension, you know, if you're heading towards retirement or maybe Again, you've been thinking about it, but you've been postponing it. If you give us a call, what we could do is try to evaluate the the different options you have available. So if you have a single life, meaning it's just for your life, maybe you're a single individual, does that make sense? Or if you're 
may be married, maybe the spouse um, ha- is in better health, and so maybe a joint option makes sense, perhaps. Or there are options where there is a period certain well, they'll guarantee a payout for, let's say, 10 years. So there are different considerations, including a lump sum, too. Some people opt for that, too, where they can take the money and maybe they don't need the income right away. So they'll take it and they'll try to grow it uh, better than what the pension company would do. But again, it gets into the weeds a lot um, because of the fact that you've got, you know, six, seven other items you're kind of thinking about that are pretty deep subjects. And on top of it, you're trying to figure out, okay, do I take the pension at what age? Same with social security. How do they all couple in? Um, the social security office is there. Um, I would say more for like servicing, right? Hey, my payment hasn't come in or I'm ready to sign up, you know, so they'll execute what you want them to, but they're not necessarily there to as much as educate. Now the social security website itself has a lot of resources. If you just go to SSA, gov you can create an account so you can see your numbers and they have some you know frequently asked questions and answers but um you know yeah i think it, it behooves you to, to you know that just kind of leads you to absolutely working with a team so if you'd like to have that review if you'd like to sit down if you'd like to have matt analyze your pension versus the other options out there versus how that fits in with your social security and your overall retirement cash flow And it's worth pointing out, folks, this is not if you're retiring tomorrow, if you're retiring in a year or two years or five years. If you're somewhere within that retirement red zone and want to have a second opinion, give our office a call. We're happy to talk through it with you. Go to 503-253-3000, or you can also text REVIEW, R-E-V-I-E-W, to 4848. Four, eight, and we're happy to sit down with you. So we'll be right back with more, I want to say, the, the exciting conclusion of the, uh, seven, more the, items. the seven items to consider before, uh, before retirement. But if you have a question, something that's been keeping you up at night, something you'd like us to cover on the show, something uh, for Te- Kevin or for Taylor, the uh, estate attorney and uh, CPA that we have on the show, send those in to askbo at pfgwm.com. We'll be right back with more Investing Simplified. When planning for income and retirement, there's a lot to consider. Between managing the budget that fits the family, trying to figure out from where to draw your income, or balancing the tax ramifications of withdrawals, moving into retirement can be overwhelming. At Price Financial Group, we help clients work to create a sustainable retirement roadmap, addressing these concerns and more, and helping folks feel confident in their future retirement income right when they need it most. If you'd like a financial plan tailored just for you, please don't hesitate and call our office today at 503-253-3000 or text REVIEW to 484848 to set up your complimentary consultation. Price Financial Group offers investment advisory services through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. We do investing simplified. You're listening to Investing Simplified. Now, back to Bo Caldwell. Welcome back to Investing Simplified as we look to close out today's show. We've got a few more minutes to talk. We've got some questions that have come in, but I want to finish up the uh, last items on your list there, Matt. We've talked through, just to give folks a recap, we've talked through, you know, Five out of the seven, uh, yeah. Five out of the seven things that you should be really evaluating as you approach retirement, and it may help you feel a little bit more 
confident in your plans for retirement. We started talking about, you know, analyzing your income needs, also known as your cash flow, basically yep, turning on turning on your spending muscle right after yep. you've been saving for so long. And, you know, it's, it is unnerving to go from getting a paycheck every two weeks to having to create your own paycheck. And part of creating that own, your own paycheck is to add the portfolio layers, right? You need to make sure that you have the right allocation to risk, the right allocation to the stock market, to the bond market, to real estate, whatever else you have in your portfolio that's going to be generating that income, right, that we're going to be pulling dollars off of. And we, as part of that portfolio development process, we need to plan for the downturns, right? Because there is going to be a downturn. That's the one thing I feel confident guaranteeing. We don't use the word guarantee a lot, but sometime between now and the end of of times, right, between now and the end of your retirement, the market will be down, right? It will be down at some point. Now, maybe it's a little, maybe it's a lot, maybe it's not much at all, right? But it will be down, so you got to plan for that. We talked a little bit about debt management. What debts should you have? What good, what debt is good debt? Obviously, there is no good debt, but there's slightly less bad debt, you know? Maybe something that's not the worst debt. And, you you know, how does that, you know, fit into your living expenses and into your budgeting, right? And then we talked about building, you know, the, uh, the last piece that, you know, is there for your income in retirement is evaluating your pensions or your social security, social security yep. right? Different things that may be in there and how all that fits into building that retirement income. Uh-huh. So the last two pieces, and we, we touched a little bit, you know, on this, you know, at the beginning, we're the very talk, beginning, yeah. very beginning, we'll talk about, you know, health, health insurance, right? Health That's insurance and, uh, and long-term, long-term care, care costs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so health insurance is one where, you know, it comes into play when you're wanting to retire pre- 65 really right sure well, or i mean you always have to have health insurance right because even even though it just get gets into the medicare space slightly better or maybe less uh complicated or more complicated i don't know at 65 you know with medicare kicking in yeah but um, then there's still you still got to go through medicare you got a part a right. part b yep. part d or do you get part c as a medicare advantage yeah. do you get Alphabet a medigap soup. plan and which plan if you're going to get medigap yeah. So, but know, at least you have different options, I guess, at 65. Yeah, yeah. But either way, at any point, you're going to need health insurance. Um, and the cost of it, you know, it's pretty significant. Healthcare costs aren't going down. They're, you know, going up like yeah, inflation, they, they like anything yeah. else. Um, Even faster than inflation. It's like, it's like we always take, talk about, hey, taxes are likely going to go up in the future. Yeah. I think medical costs, long-term care costs, all of those will go up in, in, in over time, too. Because it's all tied with inflation, right? Physicians, yeah. nurses, doctors, uh, dentists, all of them, you know, year over year want to get a cost of living increase and those costs have to be carried through. So health insurance would be one thing to make sure you're thinking about uh, before you pull the trigger from retirement. You can talk to your employer about what options you have when you retire. Uh, you may be able to, well, you will be eligible for some COBRA benefits likely uh, if you needed to bridge that for a period of time. But Outside of that, you might have to go and speak with a uh, um, health sh- health insurance broker, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, and I think you know, I've, I I always um, yeah. the, what I always tell people is to go work with a health insurance broker, and even to go work with a Medicare insurance broker, because the thing about it is that a lot of people don't realize it doesn't cost you any more to work with a health insurance broker or a a, a um, Medicare insurance broker, and they, like you said, it's alphabet soup. And it is crazy the different options and all the different yeah, ins and outs. It's and pretty confusing. Speaking from experience, where I, I've had multiple clients that have told me that you know they got involved in the wrong 
insurance that got involved in the wrong Medicare plan. Mm. And it can be quite a pain if, you know, especially if you have, you know, medical needs, working with a broker, somebody that can help make sure that your doctors are on the plan, your prescription drugs are on the plan, that you have the right plan for your, uh, you know, for your income needs, right? For your your portfolio's income generation, right? And we coordinate with that insurance agent, but it doesn't cost you any more. You'd pay the same if you went to Kaiser directly as a if you went to Kaiser through an agent. They the agent does get compensated, right? They get they get compensation for helping you get set up, but you have somebody then each year is following up with you and checking in on you and making sure, hey, what's changed? What's what's different? What's new in your world, you know, medically. And that, you know, those costs go up exponentially, but they also, you know, it's not something you want to have to worry about. You want to have an expert in your, yeah. in, in your, on your side. So, um, that's health insurance. And then the big one, uh, is long-term care. And we touched on it last week with, the, mm-hmm. with the Washington state, um, yeah, the change, care trust which, which maybe yeah. you could touch on that real quick too in a minute. But the idea being with long-term care, um, you know, everybody thinks, you know, a hopes they're going to be living forever and they're going to be in great health all the way through and you know they'll the the bad days aren't going to come but statistically speaking um, a lot of us will end up in a facility where long-term care is needed and it it can be very expensive and so either you have uh, a policy that can hopefully um, cover that or maybe you're self-insured through having enough assets and maybe Mm -hmm. stress testing your portfolio Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. or um, you know, there is also the government uh, yeah, Medicaid, option, Medicaid, which spend down to get to Medicaid, uh, which is not ideal, right? Not Nobody ideal, wants to get but to that. but but those things are, you know, a lot of people when they retire, you know, you're in your, I mean, maybe late fifties, mid sixties, and you're thinking, oh, I'm in good health, in good shape. Actually, um, I was talking to my mom this weekend, and well, she was talking about one of her, um, I guess it's uh, one of her sister's husbands. So anyway, he retired just uh, recently, and he says, oh, I'm in great shape. Um, I'm going to retire at 65, and this was like a year ago they were talking about this, and then he finally hit the retirement age. He's like, I'm good till 70, maybe 72, and then I'll start worrying about health issues. But um, So he retired, but he's had to have multiple surgeries and stuff. Nothing super serious, but again, your body, you know, as we It's a machine, age, right? It, it breaks it, down. It's going to break down. So Just as, you know, the longer we live, we talk, we touched yeah. on that, right? The longer you live, people are living longer, but the longer you live, the more likely you are to need care. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, it, the key is, we're not trying to scare anybody, right? No, whether it's using the Long-Term Care Trust Act in Washington State, like we talked about where they're pulling pieces out of your, out of your payroll, mm-hmm. right? Or whether it's a long-term care policy that you established a while ago, whether it's a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider, or whether it's assets and you've just had it planned out. If you're looking at a memory care facility, if you're looking at a retirement community, you're looking at all these things, the key is to make sure that you have looked at those options. Yeah. You have a plan for when that comes. You know, we have you know, clients that their plan is to take, you know, take a long walk off a short pier. That's their plan, right? <laughs> I, I'm not saying I support that plan, right. but that's, you know, the, the idea is you want to be prepared for that. For the worst, yeah. Where, where and, to come. And hopefully none of it happens and then you're, you'll be in good shape. But, but what if it does, right? And so yeah. uh, the whole, you know, and we're going to get into number seven here. All of it's, again, not to scare you more into retirement. It's just to uh, hopefully help some listeners make a list for themselves. Think of um, items that they should check off. It's one of those to-do lists. You check things off. Mm-hmm. Once the list is complete, you feel good about it. It may give you more, um, you know, 
motivation or more uh, just confidence, I guess, in, in, in saying, okay, I could do this, I can retire. Or maybe, wait, I should talk to these guys over here, give them a call, and see if I'm really in good shape and do a checkup um, and just kind of evaluate your, 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 uh, your options. Um, so the last, uh, last item on here, everybody loves this topic, right? Taxes. That's why we saved it for last. Um, Taxes we saved it for last just in case, you know, because otherwise people would just uh, turn off the radio <laughs> mid-transmission. No, but it's, you know, a laugh about it, but taxes are important. And we've talked quite a bit about this uh, in the last few weeks because of different changes that are being proposed and whatnot. Um, you know, over time, the likelihood of taxes going down is slim, going up uh, more likely. And so you've got to consider, okay, I'm working, my income is X, and I'm paying this much in taxes. Now, one way to, um, people don't, I don't know how many people look at it. I look at my personal taxes, I file, and even if an accountant helps me some years, I still look at them, and I look at the effective tax rate I've paid. And so you can you can look at your own personal effective tax rate. What did you actually pay in taxes? Um, so then you can kind of estimate what your future will be based on the income you're going to have. Mm-hmm. But it's important to think about, you know, making sure, hey, if I need 50000 in income, is that net or gross, right? Right. If it's a net amount hitting my bank, how much do I need to take and make sure I withhold enough? You know, the wor- wonderful world of quarterly tax estimates comes in. Yeah. And, and, and if, you're, if you're a retiree, you know those are. If you're not, well, you're going to find out what quarterly tax estimates are probably. Um, but then other things that come into it, you know, as you get further into retirement, you've got required minimum distributions, which... You know, mm-hmm. got pushed up to uh, age seventy-two, and if you um, if you're getting to those, there was a really good episode we had. Uh, a, a, I think it's been probably a couple months where we talked about why RMDs are not a bad idea to right. take. Right. Uh, so tune in, uh, listen to that one, and then uh, some other strategies people uh, like to talk about are like Roth conversions because um, a lot of times when you retire. You may have a couple of years, maybe longer, where your income drops dr- drastically enough to where a Roth conversion may make sense. Yeah. Um, just because maybe you have some money saved up, maybe you had vacation days. I don't know. Maybe the, one of the spouses is still working, so each de- situation will vary. But you want to uh, take a look at maybe doing a Roth conversion in addition. So um, taxes yeah. are a big one. That way, you know, you get like you said, you got to pay attention to withdrawals, pay attention to RMDs. Looking at Roth conversions, looking at maybe QCDs, the qualified charitable distributions, and you know the big piece on it, you know, for a lot of folks is, hey, I, I've got you know a pension, I've got my real estate income, I've got this other income coming in, That's I true. don't really need to pull the money from the IRA, I'm going to pull when they make me, but then what does the distribution to your heirs look like when you pass away? Look like from yeah. a that's important to bring. I'm glad you brought it up because some people will only take the minimum because they don't need it, but at the same time, maybe they're sitting in a lower tax bracket or lower mm-hmm. overall effective tax rate, as as I said, than the next next of kin, whether it be their kids or or whoever. And so it may make sense to pull a little bit more and set it aside or do some Roth conversions, so that way you're lowering the potential tax burden on the next generation. So, um, yeah, you know, there are some ways of um, planning that out into the future where uh, your kids aren't left with the burden of, of taxes. Because as we said, most likely taxes are going to go up. And then, you know, the whole idea of um, long-term, short-term capital gains that's been on the, it's, you know, on TV, on, in the news and whatnot, because mm-hmm. the long-term capital gain proposals are happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. so maybe, you know, 
if you have, and I just chatted with somebody the other day about this, you have a rental property that you had forever and ever. Now you are no longer wanting to be a landlord because um, the laws haven't been as great. And yeah, uh, maybe you've, you're just tired of it or you want to move. And so, you know, selling that property, what does that look like from a tax aspect? Do you sell it before you retire? Do you sell it after? Does it matter? Um, so those are really good considerations to, to think about, right? As you're planning things out. So I guess um, as we wrap things up with, with a seven, the list is very long um, and it can be overwhelming, which is why I think people appreciate working with us or in general, you know, even calling in for a, uh, like you said, complimentary review, mm-hmm. because um, like you say, and you say this all the time, worst case scenario, you, you know, an hour of your time, hour and a half of your time is spent, you know, sitting and listening to us and chatting, having a conversation back and forth. Um, but maybe some light bulbs go on in your head, maybe some ideas um, come up that you haven't thought about and, uh, you know, you'll have a moment with a professional. Well, and what if, right? That, here's the, if? the thing. Well, the thing that I'll leave you with, you know, as we get ready to get out of here is, you know, the, I mentioned the hour long conversation, right? So maybe it's an hour, maybe it's 45 minutes. It, you know, it all depends on the questions right. that folks ask when they call us, when they want to talk. Right. But you, you know, there, there is the off chance that we're just going to tell you, you know, well, you everything know. looks great, right? And, yeah. You know, you already know, and everything's, you know, we're just making sure that you haven't missed anything. But what if we find that one thing that you didn't think about? Yeah, that was going to derail your portfolio. Would yeah. that be worth a phone call, right? And so that's the way we look at it. Is there? We think we we don't have you know we don't have the market cornered. We don't have all the good ideas. There is, you know, a lot of folks who do what we do that do it well. We happen to think that we do a good job of identifying those financial termites, those things that can ruin your retirement that you don't think about, mm-hmm. right? That you haven't planned for, you haven't kept an eye out for. And like I said, what if we could find one thing, you know, that just you know, to bring that, up just and to bring up something you haven't thought about, something that could help, you know, that could help make sure that you're on track for retirement. I think that would be worth a half an hour, 45 minute phone call. So give us a call 503-253-3000 or text REVIEW, R-E-V-I-E-W to 484848. We really appreciate you guys joining us today. If you have a question, something you'd like us to cover, please shoot that to askbo at pfgwm.com or visit www.pricefg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Investing Simplified. The opinions voiced in Investing Simplified with Bo Caldwell are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investors cannot invest directly in indexes. The performance of any index is not indicative of the performance of any investment and does not take into account the effects of inflation and the fees and expenses associated with investing. Guests on Investing Simplified are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Price Financial Group Wealth Management 
This is Kevin Stagey, shareholder with Baker & Colson Certified Public Accountants, serving the Portland and Southwest Washington areas for almost 40 years. We are a full-service accounting and consulting firm, offering our services to a wide range of business and individual clients. One of the largest expenses to a household or a business is its tax burden. While off-the-shelf tax products can help file simple returns, they can't know your plans for the future and not only provide insight and planning to help you get there, but actually help you along the way. There are just some things that can't be replaced by experience. Whether you are just beginning your working career or have a well-established business with many employees, rely on the professionals at Baker & Colson to help in an efficient, accurate, and personalized manner. We're located at 2414 Northeast Division in Gresham and can be reached at our website at bakercolson.com or 503-666-5569. That's bakercolson.com. 503-666-5569. And remember, at Baker & Colson, our service is the product our clients remember most.